So Sea of Star sucks, Cox. Oh really? I actually <laughs> no. It's I want to. <laughs> it's not that bad. There's just I don't know the word for it. But we said the other day it has a good middle, which I find very strange in gaming. Yeah, it's usually this is all bad, honestly. Yeah, it's usually all bad or a bad ending. A bad ending really irks me, and this one, boy, did it have a bad ending. Yeah, that's why I hate Final Fantasy Thirteen too. It ended with to be continued. Almost no, that's a good TV. ending, dude. That's what they do in Halo Two as well. <laughs> he, you're yeah. like, you finally get onto the giant alien spaceship. And then they go, <laughs> your commander or whatever comes on. He goes, Chief, mind tell me what you're doing on that ship? And he goes, sir, finishing this fight. And then he rolls credits. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, dude. I love this. I love when you get to finish the fight. Dude, the, finishing the fight was sick. But I wish I wouldn't have got a fucking cliffhanger ending. Yeah, finishing the fight sounds like the best part. And they were just yeah. like, yeah, just <laughs> like say that, that. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But this is this is far worse. The ending they do in Steel Star is far worse. But let's start from the beginning because they do something I really love in the beginning, followed by something I really hate. The game starts with almost no exposition. You your two characters run out into a field and you start getting into fights. And you're like, oh, they give you the intro fights by just random fights, and you can figure it out with a couple shitty enemies. Great. Psych. Ten seconds later, you go to a campfire and you have like a forty minute flashback scene where they painfully make you go through all the tutorials. Yeah, that was painful. And on top of the flashback scene being like super long, it's it's filled with the worst type of exposition where it's just like there's these there was like whole scene obviously they're not like cutscenes. You still have to like move your character from room to room, but it's it's not real gameplay. It's even worse. I wish it just were a cutscene the whole time and I could just watch it because you'll be at the start of a of a map and they'll and the the your teacher goes meet me over near the dormitory and then you have to walk up one room and right one room but you don't know where the dormitory is so you walk left first you go this isn't it you walk up first oh, you go this God. isn't it and then you walk in the right room and he goes oh I'm glad you're here time to get started and then it fades to black and then it shows a scene where you don't control yourself and it's just them talking and shit and then it does it again and then you walk to the other thing. And so it did this for 40 minutes where it's like you would, they would go to sleep and it'd fade to black. And it and it'd wake up and he kept doing this thing where like literally a text message would pop on screen and it would say, and so on the next day. And I was like, I can't believe they're doing this. Oh, God. After such a good start, they like trickle it in through that. And then it gets really good again. So you go through this shitty-ass cutscene. They give you back your characters. And then you just have three characters for a very long time. It's the main character, Valir, Zale, and Garl, which are our horrible names. But do you have them? And then you just you play the game for, like, 15 hours. Like, legit. It's just very little storytelling. You move from location to location. There's, like, fun areas to explore. The treasures are neat. The bot, it's really well balanced. There was times in this early section where I was like fighting random mobs, and if I wasn't like paying attention, they would kill me. I died to like random mobs a couple of times, and I was like, oh shit, this is like fun and challenging and interesting. Um, and so that part rules. And this is where I'm like torn on the game because that I would say I did the true ending, and it was about 26, 28, 30 hour playthrough. I can't remember. So I'm saying like the first intro sucks 
and then the first half of the game is pretty good. I was really enjoying it, and like I was like, yeah, this rules. And then it, and then they fucking throw it all away in horrible fashion. I honestly can't believe what was going through their heads. So I think right, you well, saw. Let's, uh, Go ahead. Let's talk about what's good about the game. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they they take a lot of inspiration from really good RPGs, and I think this is like this. This serves. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pair this in with what's wrong with the games real quick. Okay. So they take things from Super Mario RPG. There's like timed hits. You can, if if people remember Super Mario RPG, you could, you could press the A button when you get attacked with a physical attack, and you'd like block it. You take a lot less damage. They have that, and they have some kind of context in, input for every attack in the game. Basically, it's yeah. pretty dope. You can, it's like an active old school RPG in the way that super, no one has done that since Super Mario RPG really. Yeah. They take some things from Chrono Trigger. They take a bunch of good things from a bunch of games and then it also seems like they also take all the flaws of old RPGs. Yeah. <laughs> like tons of exposition, uh insane storyline that doesn't make any sense and who cares. And a weird end game that's like too long. Yeah. And they 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 just took it wholesale from old school RPGs. Well, like, not only old that. RPG today. Not only that. You're you're so right. Where they did take it like wholesale from the old school ones, and when I what I came to realize was that pretty much everything that was good about the game was when they honed in on the stuff they stole, and everything that was bad was what when they tried to tread new ground. All of their unique ideas were really poorly implemented. And everything that was good was just stuff that they took. And then there's also stuff that they took that they didn't do well. And I'll, I'll talk about that before. There's like direct comparisons to story beats from the other game. It, it's pretty much, I don't understand how they didn't get more people saying like, this is a ripoff because it it's, it because it's ripping off like five games at once. Yeah. Well, I think that was part of their marketing because there was a Kickstarter game evidently yeah. as we found out. Uh, but since it's a Kickstarter game, they were like, we're going to make a game that's like these games to try to get people that like those games to get on board, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. I didn't follow their Kickstarter campaign myself, but this is how I imagine the marketing must work. That's how all Kickstarter so... marketings work. So, yeah, and especially for a game that's so blatantly just took from Chrono Trigger. I mean, one of the first bosses, I'm like, is that Lavos? I know, we like, both it said looked it, exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's, it was insane, like... They really blatantly took from a lot of games. But at the time, in the early part of the game, we're like, well, this is great. More people should take from these games. Like, when's the last time we had a Super Mario RPG clone that was half competent? Never. So go ahead. We're exactly. not mad about it. That, that was the best part of the game. The gameplay, like, it, it got a little boring at the end um, just because you have to fight so many enemies. Uh, but there was, like, the a large swath of the game was, like, I really like it because they have super interesting combat mechanics. The the timed hits on every move and every skill, the combo moves that they add allow you to add in, uh, the ultimate attacks. Like a lot of it was very fun. They sort of drip feed it to you where you unlock a little bit of uh, at a time. One of the things I really enjoyed about the early game in that first good fifteen hours was I went back. So you don't have like fast travel pretty much ever throughout the game. And in the beginning, you don't even have like a vessel like to get a cr from like one island to the next. And I remembered very early on that there was like a key that we needed on the first island. And then like three islands later, I found it. And I was like, and I remembered 
And I was like, I think the only way, if I want to get this now, the only way to go back would be to backtrack through every island, like from the end to the front, as if you were going backwards through, you know, Super Mario World level or something like that. If you had to travel through every level to get back to the beginning. I was like, that's super interesting. And the two very rewarding things about that were uh, I made it back there. The item was very valuable. It was, I unlocked a combo ability for like two characters. So it's like raw, tangible visible fun element that not a lot of people might get because it takes effort to go back and get this and i get battle upgrades for it and then the cooler thing about it was since it, it they must have known that it would take a while to go back and get that and when you when you do go back to this island and finally get it it opens up an exit right where you are and then you can go to a ship from there so the time was invested to go and get it and then they respect that time by allowing you to exit quickly but that you don't know that until you commit to getting it yeah, it's cool. I mean, how often in an RPG do you go back to get the secret treasure chest and it's an attack? Most of the time it's like, oh, it's the, it's the super armor, yeah. it's a super weapon. Or mega potion. If that. Yeah, or some consumable or something. It's not often they just give you, here's an entire attack. I thought that was pretty cool because that happened pretty often. Like, that's how, that's how you got attacks. Yeah. Like, sometimes they give them to you in the story. Sometimes you just open a treasure chest and it's like... Here's your fucking level three super ability. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, it was just a cool combo that you can now use in battle whenever you want for two characters. And I was like, oh, this is neat. This is extremely helpful. Especially because like the battle system, something that I will say that I love about it is another thing they took from Mario RPG where all the damage numbers are really low. You start off like with 30 HP and you're doing like 11 damage or something like that. So when you, and then like on a level up, you're doing... 13 damage so now when you get a new skill you're like this is very valuable it's another thing to add to my repertoire because the battles are very fine-tuned in in at least in the beginning in that thing so when you get this it's like this is so valuable more valuable than just like getting an armor and putting it on and you know it wasn't going to be a consumables because the only consumables in this game are items that you cook at a campfire and so there's like ingredients for cooking but there's no other there's no like phoenix downs or anything everything is in in cooking consumables and there's like only a handful of food you can make so i like that too because it doesn't dilute the treasure pool you know you're going to get a weapon and armor or a skill which is very cool yeah um, that is cool yeah the i mean there were some i think where it was like a rare collectible those rainbow conches or whatever um but but they had like a specific treasure chest for them so you knew so there's like in the beginning collectibles that are unique it's only the one that's really the only thing you have to collect the, the rainbow conscious so like that one collectible which is fun like awesome items to unlock very valuable people and skills um and then you start off with the three people and the first person you unlock they do it in a dog shit way where you get the character and then they remove garl from your team for a little bit he like gets under a poison spell or some shit and at that point, I loved him. You only have three people for a super long time. So removing him sucked. He was just gone, and I was left with a character I didn't like. And then when he comes back, you have all three plus the new character. And the cool thing about that is they have a swap system where you can swap anytime, basically like Final Fantasy X. It doesn't take your turn to swap. They maintain all of their stats in and out of battle, uh, or in and out of like the swapping mechanics. That they, you know, if they're at half HP and you swap them out, they still have half HP. And they swap in with it then later too, but it doesn't take the turn to swap. But so it's really cool. It 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 makes it deepens the battle system because of their lock system, which I've got to touch on. So I'll just say it really quick. The one unique thing they do that is actually very good is they have like a a lock system on enemies. So it, the enemies have a counter. It tells you 
it'll have like you know a three two or one it tells you when they're going to attack but then also next to the counter sometimes on special moves we'll have damage types and element types so it'll either have um like hammer damage or a, or sword damage is only two damage types and if you do that damage type it'll take one block out of the lock mechanism so if they have if it has sword hammer um moon then you have to do you know a hammer moon attack and then switch to someone else and do a sword attack which is really cool if you get it off in the in the correct number of rounds before their turn then you stop that attack from happening it was a very cool system and again even with that if you're smart enough to attack it i died to enemies like they, they were powerful they were it was interesting and the cool thing about swapping then now is it adds this like chess sort of el thoughtful element where it's like oh if i swap out this character i'll have time to stop this person's ability but if i don't swap them out and i leave this one in i can stop the other character's ability or i don't have time to stop both but if I do half of each one's lock system, it'll bring the damage down to 60% for each attack. So there's a lot of thought involved there, which is really fun. Who I'm going to attack, why, instead of the standard like RPG thing of I just fucking can basically do melee attacks to everyone the entire time and like tough it out. Yeah, I could say um, just to take a little bit of wind out of your sails, you called that a unique thing that they do. It's very similar to what they do in Octopath Traveler. Oh, <laughs> where every foe has uh they have shield that. points and weaknesses and you have to figure out the weaknesses by attacking them and then if you hit as many weaknesses attacks as there are shield points they lose a turn and they get broken because it's like a final fantasy trope thing at this oh. point but it's very similar to that but the thing about octopath traveler just real quick as an aside was i didn't i don't know i must be regarded or something i didn't see the numbers that correspond to shield points so for a while I was like, oh, I don't. They kind of obfuscate this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. There was a number there the whole time. I just didn't see it somehow. In in and so I, yeah, I thought you had to like deal a certain amount of damage with a weakness to do it. <laughs> I had no clue how it worked. I was like, maybe it's a certain number of times that I look and there's a giant number that's always been there the entire time. I was like, how did I not see this? But yeah, it is very similar to. Oh, I didn't play Octopath, so that's on me. So um, we'll take it back. That's not unique, but it is cool. It is cool. It is cool. It took a lot of different things. Something from Final Fantasy X, something from Super Mario RPG, something from Octopath Traveler. Like, they, they take good things. Yeah, from and I actually love them games. for it. Again, all of those things that they took are very cool, and no one's utilizing them, especially in this way. The battle system was fun, and it was the best part of the game. Having an interactive battle system meant that I was, like, engaged in every fight. I couldn't, like, if you didn't pay attention and hit your marks, like, you weren't doing enough damage. It was almost required, um, especially like if you were backtracking through an earlier area, like you would just kill the enemies much faster if you did it. So it was just worthwhile to do it for everything, which makes every battle more fun when you have to pay attention. And then it makes harder battles super fun because of what I said earlier, where if you're blocking their attacks properly and protecting yourself properly, it, you feel very strong and good. And then if you're not, you're like getting thrashed by the enemy, which also is fun in a different way where you have to overcome how strong they are. Yeah, it's very cool combinations of systems there. The blocking from Super Mario RPG and the weaknesses from Octopath. Very cool yeah, things. The swapping, got. the instant swapping from 10. Um, and yeah, so those are all like... And, and basically like the style of Chrono Trigger, I would say. Like the the way that they like move around in battle. And like the, even the one strike is... Just, the one attack is just called X-Strike. It was like... 
They it looked cooler than the one in Chrono Trigger where they just cut across him at the same time, but it's the same ability essentially. You can tell like where they took it from. Yeah, and it had like a similar function. So, like some attacks would hit like an area around a target mm-hmm. in the same way they had those in Chrono Trigger. So the way enemies were positioned on the screen was yeah. significant, which you just... can't really control. Um, yeah. Actually, they had a couple things in there, and I'm not sure if this is unique. There are a couple ways to move the enemies around the battlefield if you use certain skills. Garl has one that can throw an enemy to a different spot, and then later on the guy has like a black hole that groups them together. So you could later on like group them and then hit them with an AoE attack that initially they wouldn't have been hit by, but now they're closer, and it does. Yeah, I don't think that was in Chrono Trigger. No, that so. definitely wasn't. Chrono Trigger was just like... You would hope that they were all in a line so you can hit them with the fire throw thing by Luca or whatever. Yeah. I think uh, that was a, some kind of innovation from Sea of Stars, maybe. Uh, I haven't seen it before. I've not seen it before either. So we'll get, unless someone tells us otherwise, I'll say that that was their innovation there. They don't really have too much of it. Um, okay, and then so they do another thing that... One of the main things that bothers me is, like I said, the first half to, to two-thirds of the game really fun really good and then after that it it fucking takes a huge nosedive so they they set up the plot where the the main enemy is the fleshmancer and there's a part where you get to the fleshmancer's castle and in my head i was like i'm only like 15 hours in i was like i don't think this is the end but you know sometimes they have those in rpgs they have a face off at the enemy's main base and then it doesn't like you know magus or something still too it's like you have a face off the enemy's main base and then you're like oh there's still more to go but there was nothing left for me to like explore in the main world where when it happens in like Chrono Trigger, you're like, Oh, there's unexplored areas. I think you haven't had access to the whole map yet. So you don't know. It's a mystery. In this, you literally have a ship you can float around and there's just, there's just like nothing left to do. And I was like, I, it can't be the end because there's areas that are off limits to me that I haven't gone to, but also there's nowhere else to go. I don't have access to them. So it was like this weird thing. I was like, I have to do it. Uh, but I sort of knew something was going to happen, and then after that, you get to the you get to the final boss, and there's like a really long cutscene where they kill Garl, and then he he's like about he's like on his last breath, and he asks for borrowed time from. Oh yeah, hold on. Here's a really shitty part that I hated too. There's <laughs> there's the the one of the guys that gets added to your team. They, they, they do this thing the whole time where they're setting up like there's a guy like telling the story to us as a as a player. There's like you'll in the beginning of the game, it happens. And then there's like a couple beats where like in between chapters, it cuts to like a guy sitting in a room reading a book and he looks like a mummy from behind. I kept calling him the mummy. And then he and then like when you enter a room at one point, it's just him like he's just in there. And he's like, I'm the archivist. I'll help you. You can call me Rashawn. And he just joins your team. And I was like, and he's like, I'm all powerful. And the Fleshmancer is my best friend who turned evil, but I will not raise my hand to fight against certain creatures because he and I have a certain wager. It's very poorly written. It's like, he just comes out and says all this and right. Yeah. yeah, And it's like, he's, he's like, I'm all powerful. He's my best friend, but we have a code that we're adhering to. So I won't attack the beasts that he's raising to kill you it doesn't none of it makes sense you can't like it's horrible writing honestly like so amateur it's insane um they need to get someone on the writing team that knows how to write at all like the dialogue was bad 
everything. There, there was like a few shining moments, but most of it, like I can't say enough horrible things about the writing in this game. <laughs> and so that happens. And then you get to the end and you're with Rashawn and he likes, he likes, Oh, before this fight, he like steps back. You're fighting these, this dweller. And he's like, I told you I wouldn't fight it. And you just don't have him for this fight. You're like, that's really cool. I love that. Um, and then, so you're down a character, you do the fight and then Garl, Garl dies. And he asks for borrowed time from Rashawn. And he's like, I could do that for you. And he gives him like a vial. That's like, you're allowed to complete one final mission because you have purpose and then you'll die. And this is where the fucking game goes off the rails. They do this thing where Garl, Garl has a vision after this. He knows how to win or something. And then they go, he, he like splits up your team. So the idea is there's a, <clears throat> they, they squander all these really cool ideas. There's a, you, when you go through one of the earlier islands, you go through a giant cave system run by mole people. And there's like a dragon around it. And they're like, yeah, he showed up once and he would have destroyed the whole world but we put him to sleep on this rock and garl's plan is to use a turn a volcano into a kiln and bake a giant loaf of bread to give to him because he's a cook and so it splits up your team but in a horrible way you legit have so uh, rashawn the the mummy who is best friends with the with the evil big bad but is on your team and also can't help against certain enemies He's like, everyone splits up and he's like, well, you don't have to go alone. And he, he says, I have to leave and do research, but you guys can have these dummies of me where one is like, this is so literally and figuratively soulless. They just, you have a version of him that doesn't have eyes that just follows you around. Doesn't talk. It's just literally for battle purposes. So you're not too weak, but then everyone has him. So like Zale goes off with a Rashawn clone and then the girl Sarai or whatever also does it and then also does Valerie or whatever Valir with another one they all just have one I was like this sucks like he's like a deus ex machina character it felt like they were writing the story as they were making the game and they're like oh what do we do now they're all solo and instead of being like oh we should just write better they're like uh puppet time <laughs> and then on top puppet of time. that <laughs> on top of that the puppet thing is like completely stolen from Super Mario RPG there's no like I don't know if they're like if they're doing this on purpose and they're like oh we want to like we're doing an homage to it or something but like that's it's completely just Gino he literally like takes over a doll he's like a puppet from like a higher creature in Super Mario RPG like a the a star creature comes down takes over Gino they actually even have the same line where he's like you can't pronounce my name it's and then it shows like a bunch of musical notes or something and then they do the same thing in like Super Mario RPG and in this they're like. It's like, oh, you could just call me Rashawn. And he's like, oh, what's this doll's name? And they're like, Gino, call me Gino or whatever. And he takes over the doll. They do the exact same thing. And then they like make him into a puppet or whatever. So that's also stolen and done worse, which bothered me. Right. Um, and then, so like the second half of the game, I'm going to be more succinct here because I don't want to tell you every beat. But the second half of the game, you do the bread thing. You wake up the dragon. And I can't remember how, actually, but you open up the door to the Sea of Stars. You go to a, uh, uh, another thing you do that's also insane that they never extrapolate on. They, they, like, drop in a bunch of tidbits of information and then don't explain it anyway, but, like, in a bad way. It doesn't make sense why these things would exist. You go to an island, and all these people, they're like, we have to talk to the council. And it's, like, these people that are so tall that you only see them from, like, the knee up. You just see, like, giant legs. And you're, like, and you talk to the council, and they're, like, 
let you do this plan or whatever. But like, who are these people? Why are they not killing the Fleshmancer? They're gigantic. They're they're <laughs> they're literally fifty times my size. Where, where the, they're just floating on the fucking sky planet, like not paying attention. And so, yes, they they never extrapolate on it. These people never get fleshed out in any way. And once you're done doing this part, you never have to talk to them again. They never have any input beyond this. And that is the, that's like a core theme. There's like a million things they introduce. They think it'll be cool. They're like, oh yeah, and then you go to the sky people and then they just drop it forever because I'm completely forgotten about them. And like, I'm, I'm fine if, if you do that, but it's like, it also doesn't make sense thematically to have a, a village of people who live in the sky are 50 feet tall and don't interact on the world that is getting destroyed by monsters. Yeah, that's a little bit ham-fisted. Yeah, and that's By the way, there's a Supreme Council of Tall People that rule the universe. No one's ever heard of them before, and except for Rashawn, who is outside of space and time. It's, like, really poorly written. Once you start to delve into stuff like that, it's the same thing with time travel. It's, like, nothing really matters. You lose the feel of everything when the guy on your team is can control space and control time but chooses not to arbitrarily, and then... You know, it's like, oh, well, this feels like dog shit. Like, if he was just a normal person, he would just, like, help out. Oh, and then the reason, like... Oh, so anyway, whatever. So what happens is you you please them, you wake up the dragon, and they let you use the Sea of Stars. And they, like, name drop it for the first time. They, like, literally, dude, it it bothered me so much. They are like, we're gonna... We'll use this to... Garl or whatever has a fucking... I keep saying Carl because Garl is so stupid. But they he has his vision and he's like, we're going to open up the sea of stars, whatever that is. And then they never talk about it. There's a point you go into it at some point, you literally like travel across a galaxy. For some reason, they do this part in the game where they make it like a 3d FPS version of your ship. And you're like flying through a galaxy. You shoot a giant cannonball and shatter the galaxy in half, fly into another galaxy forever and then land in another world or dimension or something. And you just come out of it. They never discuss what the Sea of Stars is. It's the name of the game. It has almost zero impact on anything in the game besides you traveling to another world. And this entire other world thing doesn't make any sense and is horribly done. <laughs> it, it, yeah, I saw that. You, like, blew up, like, the the black hole at the center of the galaxy or something. Yeah. You, like, literally shot a cannonball at it and it exploded. Yeah. And then they never mentioned that? They never, ever, ever. Ever, no one says a word about that part. Like, they don't even come through and cheekily, like, in a really bad Reddit way, be like, um, we just blew up the galaxy. Like, no one says anything. You show up in a new world, and Sarai, who's been on your whole team the entire time, who can also make glowing green portals, which is a complete... Let's not worry about that right now. But she, like, takes off her mask when you get there. You're, like, in a technology world. And she's like, yes, I'm part android robot and they erased our memories <laughs> and the same the same bad guy from your world already defeated my world i came to your world to look for so she's already crossed the sea of stars somehow they also don't explain that and right and she's like, i came to your world to look for a solution to beat him so you spend like the next you know like the back 50 percent of the game in this other world and and it's like an entire new area and and it feels like dog shit i said in the beginning what you what they establish a world and you and you begin to care about it because you slowly go through these worlds right in the beginning when like a town gets hit by like a meteor and it's like destroyed there's this section where you have to like build them a new town uh which is another thing i completely forgot about that sucks 
and <laughs> and so you like but you do this and it's like this world starts to mean something to you you've seen these places you've been to these people and then they throw that away it's like why would i care about a world that's already destroyed with a bunch of robots that i've never met before and it's like desolate but again it's just stealing the domes from chrono trigger yeah it's it's far future uh techno hybrid everyone's desolate and wrapped in dirty robes it's legit just stealing the dome area from 2300 or 23,000 ad or whatever the fuck it is in chrono trigger yeah yeah they do that they do it a lot a bit yeah it's it's like everything is stolen that's why and like that part is where like sure you take the timed hits from mario and you extrapolate on it but it's like even the themes of the story are stolen and not done as well it was like legit they had on paper what's cool about chrono trigger i like the dome world let's make it how do we make it make sense in our world? Don't fucking worry about that. People are too dumb. And they are. People are fucking eating this shit up. <laughs> so um, you get to the dome world. You go you go through a bunch of things. And I'm going to stop. It doesn't matter. Most of it's dog shit. And then, and like again, just really poorly implemented. And then you get to this part. And this is like one of the most egregious parts of me. I almost gave up the game here. You go to the sky world, which is just the kingdom of Zeal. And then it's a giant robotic sky world that's like making clouds which is one of the things that is like it's blocking out the sun that's how the guy won oh yeah you guys are solstice warriors and you have the sun and the moon power and they're very strong and it's blocking out the sun with clouds so you have to go to the cloud factory in the sky world and destroy it you go through the entire section (laughs) (laughs) you fight a horrible boss dude that boss was literally like a bunch of robots that were like guns that were protecting it and for some reason not a single one had a lock mechanism they like ditched it for this fight where you just beat up oh yeah robots i remember and it's really poorly designed and so you win and dude this part was so bad i don't understand what the fuck they're thinking you win you go up to the computer it's like an ai that was turning people into androids and he's like i'm actually a good ai it was just this programming that was making me do it also i'm too advanced for any of you to understand and use you can, we can't turn off the clouds and we go oh who could we get and when you had gone through the uh, the real or the your original world before you fought the fleshmancer he had like a bunch of children that he trapped in there with a time spell that will die if they leave the they leave it they he they said that he like captured them there with time and then they'll like instantly age and they've been in there for hundreds of years and then so you go there and you teach them about this ai core and so this this part sucks so bad. There's like a 20 minute segment where they they're like we should go back and talk to those kids. So you leave the sky world, you leave the the dome world, you travel back through the sea of stars to your original world. You go back to the fleshmancer's place. There's no enemies here the whole way. You just have to walk this on foot or like through your movement mechanisms or whatever. And then you get there, there's like another cutscene where they say um oh yeah, they're like oh yeah, we're all super geniuses. Um, I have an idea. Let's work on it for you. Come back in a couple minutes. Or they say, come back in two days. And there's literally just cutscenes of you going to the town that you created for those people and just like fucking around. You just have to watch them be like, I'm bored. And then they go like, two days has passed. We should go back and check on them. And then you have to travel from the town back to the place. You go in and there's this cutscene where the five children use the AI technology to put themselves into a robot together and they come out and they go guys do the move and they like throw one of their fists up in the air and the robot that they put themselves into and they go we're the artificer 
you take him to the it automatically takes you to the thing he uses the ai with his brains it shuts off the clouds and then you never talk to this fucking character again (laughs) (laughs) it was like a legit 20 25 minute segment of just walking back and forth listening to dumb conversations literally waiting and then you do it they do this big spiel about being able to overcome the time magic for some reason by putting all their souls into a robot instead they these five kids decide they'd rather live the rest of their lives as a fucking robot none of it makes sense in any regard and then all of this was just to take it to the other world so he can because they need to be smart enough to use an ai and they're super geniuses or something and they turn off the clouds for you so you can see the sun and then that's it. You, you, it's literally like you never see this character again. It has no other input. It, you, <laughs> it, it, it makes no sense. All of this time, so much time spent, like one of the longest, like uncontrollable, like text uh, cutscene segments of the game to introduce this character that has one task, completes it instantly. It was literally just like, why couldn't they just let us press this button and turn it off as a reward? <laughs> we, because we, you have to go all the way back to the beginning of the game. For what? Yeah, I was like, for what? Why did this exist? I, that, this is, I almost stopped playing. I was like, I can't believe they just made me do this. I just went through <laughs> all of this time for nothing, for this guy to come press the button instead. And then you, you go, okay, bye, and you just leave. He's leaving there and you go to the next part. You have to also, so like there's cool potential there. Like they have the cool idea. They go clouds block the sun. Cool. How do you do it? Space spaceship that's blocking it. That's making clouds. Cool. And then they fuck it up with all that. The next part is like so streamlined. The next part you have to, what you do, you go underwater through a specialty underwater passage and you fight a Cthulhu looking guy. And when you kill him, you lit you fucking lift the moon out of the ground because they'd crash the moon under the ocean so you can't use that either and you lift the moon out of the ground and it's really cool and this is where where it pissed me off so you lift the moon out of the ground you save the moon and this and the thing from this guy the fleshmancer's castle is there the the two main characters who are the solstice warriors literally power up like super saiyans they go oh my god we unlocked our fucking true identity and we have the power we we re-release the power of the moon and the sun and they start flying around like Super Saiyans. You can literally like fly on the world map now in a glowing bubble of, of moon and sun power, which is very cool for travel. But then it a text message comes up on screen that says, you can go to the Fleshmancer's castle now if you want. And so all the stuff that I've been waiting on since 15 hours in the game to unlock has been inaccessible until this moment. There's like, right. I remember I was showing you, when you're, I'm like five hours into the game, you get a boat. And I'm like driving around the ocean and I'm like, oh, look, these are just like the puzzles in the, in the main worlds when you have to move the sun and, and the sunlight through these crystals, but you can see them under the water here. I wonder when this becomes accessible. It's like five hours in the game. 20 hours later is when you can first do it. Right. It was such a fucking horrible payoff because the problem is all that stuff is literally inaccessible until now. And then all of it is accessible. So 95% of the way through the game, they said, here's all the extra stuff you can do before the game. Also, to get the true ending, you still have to beat it once anyway. So it's, like, so convoluted, not well thought out, like, not storyboarded or planned. It's just, like, thrown all in at the end. It, it really felt like one of those games. This happens with every single video game. The beginning is really good. They get tired of creating a game. They rush the back end, and it suffers for it immensely. Yeah. It was like, here's the late game and every everything all at once. Yeah. And so by this time, I'm like, I'm sick of fighting. All of the fun stuff had happened. Like, the bosses aren't engaging anymore. Um, 
like three or four of the secret bosses that unlo- unlock at this point are literally recolors. That Lavos oh, no. boss you fight again, but it's it's the exact same boss but harder, and he's a different color. And you can clearly tell, like you know how, and it's again, it's a it's a Chrono Trigger bit where, um, you know when you like start doing all the Chrono Trigger quests and you can get like the rainbow shell and you can make like one item out of it, which is cool. Cause it's like, Oh, you can yeah. make either the best hat or the best weapon for Luca or the best armor or whatever, but you can't make all of them. You don't have enough. They sort of like do that, except for they just give you everything. You don't get a specialty item, but like you do one quest and you get the best armor in the game and you do another quest and you get the best weapon for this character in the game. And you do another quest and you get the best armor for this character in the game. And that's it. You just do like six quests. You get awarded with the best of every category, and then that and that's it. And they're like not really fun or engaging. Uh, it was basically like I want to. I wanted to see what the true ending was, so I ticked this box. Right. There's arbitrary goals. Absolutely. No heart. No like you know what I mean. They're it was they're running on empty at this point. I didn't want to be playing anymore. Everything had, like the story had pissed me off so much. The segment where they. <laughs> Where they like make you split up, sucked balls, and then I mean, the the cherry on top is there's the so okay the the main ending, you you go in, you don't even fight the fleshmancer, you go through his castle, you oh yeah fuck I forgot about this too because it's so forgettable, there's like, um, there's this character, there's these two other solstice warriors that betray you in the beginning of the game, you you um. They're they're like a sun and a moon warrior just like you, but they're like, oh, we don't want to live our lives being controlled by you. We were born and immediately bred into soldiers, and we don't want to live like that. So we're taking back our freedom. So we're betraying you to the Fleshmancer, and and um, and that's it. And so they betray you, the Fleshmancer. And then when you when you when Garl dies, there's like a part where they show back up, and the Fleshmancer's like, oh, you helped me. Um, what do you want? And the guy is like the entire time he betrays you, you see him like two more times. His name is like Boo Graves or Brew Graves or something. He's like talking to your characters. He's like, come on guys, you can do this too. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to fight you. He, he does it like three times. I like, come on, I still care. Please Valir. And she's like, fuck off dickhead. And he's like, come on, I don't want to hurt you guys. Come on. I just want to be free of my responsibilities. And then he's like cries. And the other girl's like, I just want all, almighty power or whatever. So they go through a portal. This is halfway through the game when Garl disappears. You have not... I don't think you have to fight them up until this point. They just show up again, and this happens. Um, you never really have to fight them. They like You have to fight them when you first come in because they're like holding you off. They're like making time for someone, and then you don't have to fight them ever again. And then you come in, they do that, they run away, and then there's a part when you're going through the Fleshmancer's final castle, and you fight there's like a soul collector and he summons like a soul reaper and you kill it. And he's like, Oh my God, that was my fastest creation. He's like, well, there's one more that's super fast. And there's like a thing that like Boo Graves other thing. He does the whole time is talk about how he wasn't fast enough to like, they, they, they like yell at him when he's being trained as a kid. They're like, you're not quite fast enough. And they like allude to that as well. And so this soul collector alludes to like, He's like, I'll bring in my fastest warrior now, which you're assuming it's him because he gets turned into a super fast demon. And then Sarai in the cutscene just teleports behind the soul collector and stabs him in the back and he dies. And you never see Boo Graves again. Huh. For the rest of the... Oh, there's one thing. I'll, I'll explain it. But then so that you get to the end of the game. And this is the main storyline. 
you get to the end. You literally fight the girl. She turns into a giant demon. You kill her. And then the Fleshmaster shows up. Um, he kills her. The, um, the, the, uh, Rashawn shows up. They literally like shake hands. Like uh, something happens with the main characters where they like go super Saiyan mode. They literally like shake hands and they go, okay, bye. And they go through a teleporter and the game ends and you like never see the game again. They literally just, you never see them again. They just like leave. They're like, oh, they're actually pretty strong. We should leave or something. And then it doesn't really explain it. They just leave together, which is so strange. And the game ends. And I was like, wow, that was extremely unsatisfying. Oh, you know, okay. So you know what, what happens is it ends and they make you do a bullet hell section. I forgot about this too. You go super saiyan, you ascend. There's a world eater. The entire game, they talk about how if a dweller turns into a world eater, it's unstoppable. They'll destroy a world. And then you instantly go super saiyan and kill a world eater in a bullet hell section. It's never been introduced in the game before. You do it after you kill the final boss. It felt like dog shit. <laughs> and then, and why would you do it? And then the game just ends. It's like it's like a fucking fake arcade section. It was so weird. And then, they, and then they go in a teleporter together. The game ends, and you're like, all right, cool. I, I want to get the true ending. So I'm like, let me see what this is all about. You, I do all the secret stuff. They literally do the, the, you know, in Chrono Trigger when Chrono dies and then you use the fucking Chrono Trigger to replace it with a doll so you can save him. Yeah. They, they do, do that, that with with Garl. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> dude, so it's like note for note, dude. So when you when you go to the other world, there's like this creature. It's like called Living Glass and you make a... You, may, you put a creature's soul into living glass so he can... It's another beat on, like... So, there's like, you know when those other kids... When those kids get turned into a robot so they can leave because their souls are time-trapped? Well, you meet another bunch of ghosts whose souls are trapped in an area, and for some reason, he's allowed to leave once you put him inside living glass. But they basically just put a bunch of cum inside a glass robot. Right. And then he's on your team the rest of the game. He's completely whatever. It's like, well, I don't care about this guy. It was very, like, late edition. Who gives a shit? So you have him on your team, and uh, when you do the Garl thing, it you like I can't remember exactly what happens, but you like go to this shrine, and it teleports you back to that moment. Oh no! It, yeah, it teleports you back to that moment, and uh, like the guy, you get Garl. He's like alive. He like walks out of a teleporter. He's like, I was dead. He like literally, he's like legit. I was dead. There's people there. I'm not allowed to talk about it. And then he says this shit. And then he's like, but I have a plan. I knew you guys were going to come and save me. And then you go, you teleport back to when he was killed. And the living, the living glass guy is like, I'll take your place. Uh, he's like, it's going to hurt, but I can take a beam from the Flashmancer. I don't know where this gets explained. He's just on your team the entire game. And then he's like, I can take a hit from the Flashmancer that killed you. Um, so uh, he, he like gets killed or he, that happens. You teleport back with Garl and there's a cutscene where you go, you go back to where Garl was buried and you dig up the, the living glass creature. And he's like, thanks guys. And they're like, sorry, we took so long or whatever. And he just was like buried alive pretending to be Garl for some reason. <laughs> and you get him back on your team, but it's the exact same thing. You, you put a replacement body in at the death scene. You get the main character back. Yeah, that's crazy. They took it from Chrono Trigger. Like, there's nothing... Like, they took a big story beat from Chrono Trigger. Exactly. I was like, how is no one seeing this? All these people playing this game have never played Chrono Trigger. Everyone's like, 
I love it because they take so much stuff from Chrono Trigger. It's like, yeah, they take the story and they make it worse. It's the exact same thing. They take, they do a frozen in time section. They body replace the double so that your character can live again. It's the exact same thing they do in Chrono Trigger, but much worse yeah. because the characters the entire time are like saying stuff that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and there's a world eater that's gonna come. Like, what the fuck, dude? It's all this like really ham-fisted, the fleshmancer mm -hmm. like. Oh, it's on. it's all the fantasy words. Yeah, they do that immediately. I almost gave up right in the beginning. You and I talk about that all the time. Look up any random fantasy book and go five pages in. They do the same thing in this. They go, the Solstice Warriors are always destined to fight the Fleshmancer. And I was like, I'm out. I honestly don't want to play. <laughs> oh, what the fuck does that mean? You can't start <laughs> throwing terms at me. I have no interest. You have to, like, there's such importance to having a good intro to the game. Yeah, I don't want to play a game when I need to have the fucking glossary next to me. Not from the beginning. I gotta have right? a goddamn notebook. Let me figure it out, and that's that's the that's like key storytelling. Where if you you know how you, you don't have to say like the Solstice Warriors. You know we'll understand we're Solstice Warriors when you are like when you give their backstory at some point, and you're like they were born on the Solstice, and like I'm like okay, now I get it. And you don't. That's all you have to do. It's very simple. It's like day one creative writing. I don't understand who wrote this. Get me their names. Yeah. No, you know who wrote a game designers? They're not writers. Yeah. They clearly didn't hire anybody that is a writer. No. It's just like the game developers were like, I have a fucking story. I wrote it when I was 14 in high school and <laughs> make it into a fucking video game. Dude, the world eaters, the soul, dude, the fleshmancer, the archivist. They, they, it was like uh, they worked backwards from cool words they made up and it didn't, yeah. they, and they couldn't fucking figure out the rest, dude. <laughs> They're like, how about the artificer? And he's five children that are time trapped in a in a castle for a thousand years, and they put themselves into a robot. Very cool on paper, and the execution was so bad. I was like, I'd rather eat my dog shit out of her ass than fucking listen to the story for another second. Dude, I'm on the Wikipedia page for Sea of Stars, and there's a sentence: the party locates a device left by Rashawn called the Chronophage. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> came up with chronophage, and they're like, yeah, dude, this is going to be a great word. You remember the, the fucking xenophage from Mass Effect? Isn't dude, we're gonna phage do one about just chrono like, cross. like the biological term for, like, the eater or something? Yeah, it's like uh, there's it's a part of a virus. It's called Yeah, it's like the scientific, like, word that's like, <laughs> like virus yeah but it's spelled like chrono without the h like it like in chrono trigger like main character that's name. so c-r-o-n-o that's so epic not only the did they <laughs> dude they're like what's cool okay let's take chrono trigger how about oh my god um solstice warrior imagine chrono trigger with a solstice warrior <laughs> they have the power of the sun and moon yeah and i love how one main character is like, well, his name has to start with a Z. Yeah. It's he, it's only cool if his name starts with a Z. And yeah. then the other one, what, what should we do? We'll start their name with a V. They also put a girl, and her name is Sarai. It's spelled S-E-R-A-I. But one of the letters has, like, umlauts. I don't know why. Like, yeah, Rashawn's German... name has an apostrophe yeah. in the middle of it for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Like, and These people, they love it. Yeah. Why would he say, call me Rashawn? He's like get, making up a name that makes him easier to understand. Why would you put a fucking apostrophe in it? It's completely like made up fantasy bullshit. You don't need an apostrophe in that name. Yeah. It's just horseshit. It makes no etymology. They revive the dweller of strife. Mm -hmm. Like, get over yourself with this. Yeah, it's bad. The whole dweller thing makes no sense, too. That's the whole thing with Rashawn. He's like, I won't fight a dweller. 
And it's like, so the enemy that you have a, a truce with or whatever is creating dwellers that destroy worlds and you won't fight them because you, you said you wouldn't? What are you doing to help? You're not really doing anything for us. You're like throwing potions at them or something. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, I thought that character was stupid as hell. He was extremely poorly written. Dude, imagine they had, like, an all-seeing character in Chrono Trigger that keeps, like, telling the story. Imagine when you go, what the fuck is the guy at the end of time or whatever, Balthazar, remember? Or whatever. Imagine the first time you see him, he just joins your team, and he has the highest level magics. But he's like, I won't (laughs) use them out of um, uh, personal preference. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bringing myself down to your level. It's so poorly written. Obviously, again, super cool on paper. It's like, imagine, imagine he joins your team. But they just don't implement it well. It's executed so awfully. Yeah, they, they had some good ideas. They just didn't quite pull it off. Like the moral of the story, they didn't pull anything off. The moral of the story is, that if you want a good game, just steal from every other game that has good concepts and do almost nothing to it. In fact, you made it worse by how bad the story was and how bad like the the plot was and it didn't didn't even matter people fell in love with the art and the music every time someone would come into my stream when i was playing and go dude this game has great art this game has great music i go yeah not good enough to fucking play for 30 hours yeah but it look at the the reviews on this digital trends four stars zero gamer four stars game informer nine out of ten GameSpot nine out of ten yeah ign eight out of ten i don't get it who, who's like, who yeah these people couldn't have played you need a general generational gamer ten like hours. Me. No way. They played. They played at most. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh like yeah. They played at most ten if hours. If you they finish this game and you it. think it's a nine, you you shouldn't be allowed to review games. I don't think. You just weren't yeah. playing. You know what I mean? You need a general ga- generational gamer like me who's play. I played Chrono Trigger. I played Super Mario RPG when they came out. I understand yeah. it. Chrono Trigger is still one of the best RPGs of all time. Maybe the best. Uh, it does everything right. Yeah, it really does. It's like if you're gonna this gangster shit. If you're gonna take motherfucking thanks I get. If you're gonna if you're gonna take shit from it, dude, you have to do it like justice. They yeah, they, they didn't do anything. This was like it was all like people. I know people are gonna say like, oh, this is a love letter to these games. Like, no, it's a fan fiction. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That someone wrote, and they're like, let's make our own game. Exactly. It's not a love letter because they're not like lovingly crafting the things that they took from the game into their own version of it. They're taking them wholesale and then doing them worse. If that's a love letter, then this is a fucking toxic relationship. (laughs) (laughs) That shit's fucked. And and so so you get... Now, this is the true travesty. You do all of this stuff. You have to fight like six secret bosses and collect all of the rainbow conches in the game to resurrect Garl. You do the dumb shit where you re- you bring them back, they steal the beat from Chrono Trigger, and then the only thing left to do is beat the game again. Uh-uh. So you've already beaten all the super strong bosses, so I'm like, oh, it's going to be a walk in the park. You go back, literally everything is the same, except for you go back, and Garl shows up and like punches the guy in the face, I think, or something weird like that. And he's like, I thought I killed you. And he was like, hmm, some fancy time magic. That's clever. I'll just kill you again. And I don't remember why he doesn't. And then you get into a fight with him. And so when you fought the the girl demon who used to be on your team and betrayed you, she's like a regular person. And then you kill her and she like falls off a cliff and comes back up as like a super demon that takes up the whole screen. It's a really interesting fight. When you fight the, the Fleshmancer, it's just his character that you've seen the whole time, like a regular person. 
and then after you do a certain amount of damage to him, you have a bullet hell scene in the middle of the fight where you fight oh, a bullet God. hell version of him. And I didn't do enough damage to kill it the first time or whatever. And then, or I'm not sure how it works actually, because I didn't do enough damage to kill it the first time. It sends you back to the regular fight. I got sent back to it, killed it. And then it, it sent me back to the regular fight still. So it's like, it, it was, it was very strange. It took like a half hour. He had so much HP. So you do the final fight, you beat him and then nothing changes. Legit. Everything else is the same. The, the, like the, he's like, Oh my God, you guys are so strong. And instead of like, cause you didn't fight him the first time. He just says like, Hmm, they're very strong, but, and then they just like leave or for some reason. And then, so you do this scene, literally the same thing happens where you're, there's like a, they put in like a cool 10 second, like anime cutscene where it's like drawing cartoons. And it's legit where I think like Garl punched him in the face or they all like, it shows like the whole squad ready to fucking jump his ass or they all hit him once or something like that. It's very not memorable. And then the the uh, Rashawn comes out of a teleporter, literally helps him off the ground, and then they like he like winks at you, and you like go they go into the teleporter again together, and then Garl's like we did it, and then everything else is literally the same. They go like <laughs> th- it's like legitimately the same, where they go oh it's the world leader's coming, we have to kill them, and then you do another bullet time segment against the same world leader from the first thing from the first time you do it, and then the game ends. And as far as I can tell, the only added scene at the end is where the girl now. <clears throat> who didn't betray who betrayed you or whatever is like a demon and she like walks up on a rock and boo graves is like standing at the end of it and you see him for four seconds and i was like this guy was a focal point of the first half of the game and then you never see him again until now this is not resolution you just see him again like if he yeah, was like, remember he that guy it's actually redundant because you guys got so strong that you killed like pushed the flesh master out so they would have gotten what they wanted if they did absolutely nothing if they didn't help you because you stopped them from taking over the world and now they don't have any responsibilities except for now they're demon people in another world without you. It is a bad ending for them. They betrayed yeah. you and got nothing back for it. They, they, they set up a redemption, redemption arc that never happens. Once he turns into a demon, you literally never see him again unless you do the true ending and you see him stand on a rock for two seconds and then turn around and go meet up with the other girl. Like, wow. just, they throw a character in the trash. It makes no sense. If anyone says this is good writing, you you should not be allowed to read books. You should be put into a mental hospital. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You can't think this is good reading. This is like, it's bad for children. I, he literally, dude, he is a focal point of the game. There's like flashbacks. He's your trainer. They're setting up all this dynamic where you're going to have to fight him. You never do, besides when he's like holding you off and then they just leave. And then he turns into a demon and wants to like, do, he doesn't like have a redemption thing where he comes back and says, I, oh, I'm sorry, I, I ruined your life too. You never see him again. You don't fight him as a demon. <laughs> Nothing happens. He's just gone for the, sne- the back 15 hours of the game. Well, that's just beautiful storytelling. There's right a there. million characters that are relegated to nothing. Dude, there's a fucking, there's a whole town. Your, your, your mentor is like this old guy that also like trains you but stays on your side. Like they betray you and he's still on your side. And when you're, like, making the town for people, which is, I don't know if they stole it from this game, but earlier this year, Chained Echoes came out, and you have a much better, deeper, and more interesting, like, island team commander base building segment than you do in this one. But you do it anyway, whatever. And um, you... You, he, you go to the island at one point and he's just living there and you, you like, drop him off and he's like, oh, I failed and I don't want to do this anymore. And he just, like... 
stops being a solstice teacher and like lives on the island is like, I'm going to die soon. And that's it. And, like they, he's just gone as well. They just like shuffle characters off the, and you never see them again. There's no longevity. It makes no sense. Yeah. What's the point of this? And there's not like a single character with that you meet in the, in Sarai's world. Like they're all like random. There's like people there, but it's just like a bunch of people sitting around the town, all desolate. Like at least in Chrono Trigger, when you went there, it was like the old guy in the dome was like the leader with the white hair. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's just like some schmuck, but you know exactly who I mean when I say him. He's like the leader of all the desolate people there. He might have a name. I don't remember. And then you do the thing with the weird blue creatures that have the mind in them. You like come back to the dome and it's cooler when you come back. And and there's like people yeah, there. Yeah, the, the racing minigame. Yeah, with Johnny cool Rocket games. or whatever. Yeah. It's like, again, he's like some random schmuck. And I still remember him. No, there's not any cool minigames. Damn, there's the stupid bullet hell segments, which is a straight up thievery from uh, Nero Tomata, which also mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy. Yeah, so and it's like another game I raved about, but I was like, I couldn't even get like uh, past dude, the beginning I, of I that game. I did the same thing. I got very short into it, and I was like, yeah, this blows. Yeah, what, what dude. One time I was talking to somebody the other day, and she was talking to Dumpster Donuts. He said, yeah, a bunch of my friends said they liked Nero Tomata, and then I was like what do you guys like about this game? And they're like, 2B is hot. And it's like the main character. And I was like, imagine having critical levels of anime horniness that you play a 40-hour RPG <laughs> because you want to fuck the main character so bad. You disgusting scum. You should be, oh my God. <laughs> you should be grind into a fibrous dust. <laughs> these people just are despicable. They Dude, these are the people that, they love this character so much for some reason that has no like the adaptation that has been not been fleshed out in any way. And they go online, they go best game ever to be as hot. And she's wearing, she has long, <laughs> long legs. And then I play it and I was like, Oh yeah, this eats ass dude. I'm going to kill myself if I play this game any longer. And yeah, so, you know what? If we're going to ban books, we should ban hentai from school. Libraries oh, dude, we should ban- <laughs> Someone needs to do something. We really do need to do something because these people are the most vocal people. That's why I said the area needs to be a little bit more restricted. You can go online and find right all these IGN reviews. All any I don't think anyone should be allowed to do a review on Steam. Is Sea of Stars on Steam? Uh, probably. I gotta see if this game has reviews. Oh, it I is. imagine it's it. Thirty-five dollars. This shit is whack. <laughs> I played you it. Played for on free. Uh, yeah on Game uh, Pass. Oh yeah, on Game Pass. Dude, very positive out of thirty-seven hundred reviews. That's crazy. Everything's everything's very positive on Steam. Like yeah. barely anything. Like if it's a negative thing, it's mixed. Like it, you'll see like you'll see like um what game sucked? Like uh Cyberpunk. When that game came out it sucked. It didn't have negative, it just said mixed. It's like, dude, yeah. everyone agrees that this game is a pile of shit. This is so How's funny too, dude. This guy the the top review, most top review in the past thirty days, this game takes me back. It's Saturday afternoon. Cartoons are over. It's just me and the SNES. Mom just told me she's ordering pizza, and it's going to be a good night. This review is so bad. This guy, this is like a meme comment that people do. I've seen this around. So it's unoriginal, not funny, not helpful. Why is this person allowed to review? 800 people found this review helpful. This should be a trap that Steam set. And if you click, you found this review helpful, that your account gets banned. And now here's the best part. <laughs> this guy has 26 hours on record in the game, 10 hours at review time. And when I say that this, the time it took me yeah, to beat it was like go. 30, I'm the best gamer alive. No one beat it faster than me in their first time through. 
I'm yeah, super, I told you. I'm too good at puzzles. They played 10 hours at most before they put out these glowing reviews. Because around 10 hours, the game's pretty good. You're like, oh, these ideas are working out. Oh, no, dude. They're doing Hold a on. good job. Hold on, no. They had a bad beginning, but, you know, they came they came back. But... Oh, dude, you're going to lose your mind. This review, this guy actually had 27 hours at review time, and he goes, pretty much everything is excellent. I skipped one paragraph ahead. The combat is probably the weakest part of the game. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy is insane, dude. I can't believe How? it. Yeah, you're right. These people shouldn't be allowed to type on the this internet. This guy should not be allowed. He should have his internet connection revoked. This is a travesty. It's it's on. He should have his internet connection revoked. It's insane. I'm trying to find someone that has like. Why is this person allowed to review? They just said recommended. My favorite part of this game is playing Moonerang, which is just using the one skill with the timed hit. That's all this review says. Like this isn't this isn't a fucking comment section. This isn't Reddit. This isn't a review. You should like legit get in trouble for this. Yeah, they tried to lean into that on Steam reviews. Yeah, that you can have, like you put can the funny. funny. Yeah. yeah, that's so fucking stupid, dude. Steam is a cesspool. I'm I'm on it now too, and they got one of this is the Golden Sun experience of my dreams. Oh yeah, people kept saying this plays just like Golden Sun. Golden Sun is a billion times better than this. First of all, that's the only line of the review. Oh wow! You just said like that's it. Now uh, here's another one. Best JRPG I've played since Golden Sun. That sentence is that a whole can't review. be true. Oh my that's god! So this this is so good. This is so good too because this guy gives it a recommended. He this guy has four thousand products in his account. First of all, and at the end, this is so funny. Conclusion: Roughly forty-seven hours deep, and after obtaining the one hundred percent, I'm extremely satisfied with my purchase. Forty-seven hours. I did it in twenty hours less than that. What the fuck was this guy doing the whole time? And this game has, this game has like things that you can get. You can like buy artifacts and like special things that I never used, which like auto do your timed hits for you, auto do your timed blocks for you. Some is just like enemies do less damage and you do more. Like they have like things that basically make it easy mode, which also sucks because I can't, I don't know. Like I played it with none of them, but I don't, these people are probably all playing it with all them on doing every timed hit automatically and shit. Like it's just playing the game for them at this point. Yeah. I don't know why those things exist as well, which I think is like a trap. I don't know what's wrong with people like them. Like there's so many, like when we were talking about that, that other game, you can go into it real quick, that lies of P. Yeah. I haven't, I saw a little bit of it, but I went on the, on, oh, you linked me a tweet where someone was saying it was great. And the comments on that, the first one I saw this guy's like, oh, it's too hard. Like you need to stop catering just to, Souls fans, so that other people can enjoy your game, it would be so much more successful if anybody else could play it. But you made it way too hard. Like paragraph on paragraph on paragraph, him complaining the game is too hard. It's like, dude, this isn't Ninja Gaiden. N. Like, go play a real hard game. Yeah. <laughs> go, go play Legend of Zelda two, dude. Like, you're not gonna make it. Like, give up. These aren't for you. Go read a book. Oh, I Everyone, do want to... Everything's too hard. No, you you're, you're exactly right. Things things for an RPG. That's why I hate it. Dude, it's like RPGs are easy by virtue of being able to level... Oh, this is another thing that actually bothered me. You know in Super Mario RPG, one of the coolest things I think of is when you level up, you can, you can pick one of the three main stats, HP, like physical or magic or whatever, to like get a boost from. Right. And like if you go all HP, you're a fucking tank at the end. If you go all physical, you're dumping out damage. And it's a really interesting system. They do they copy this in in this, but everyone levels up on the same H or experience bar, which I loved because it was an interesting inclusion where like you all leveled up at the same time. It was one 
team XP, which I found interesting. And then they do the same thing, but for all of your stats, where you could pick a stat to 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 level up, but it's it's gamed. So like I was like, oh, I'll do the same thing. I love doing this. I'm gonna make. Um, I was like, Zale doesn't have or Valeria doesn't have like a lot of magic. I like right off the bat. I'm going to make her a physical powerhouse. And so I was like, physical, physical, physical. And then after a while, it just doesn't show up anymore. You have to put it into other stats. Physical stops showing up on the list. Oh. So it like the leveling up doesn't matter. It 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 makes you balance it out. There's not one if you do too much of one, it, it takes it out of the list because it has HP, physical, physical defense, magical defense, mana, and they only put like four of them up to pick from. So if if physical stops showing up, you just can't boost physical anymore. And since you're only getting like plus two to three every time, you can't really powerhouse one of your skills. So um, in the beginning, it feels really fun, but it's a lie. So by the time you get 20 hours in the game, you're like, oh yeah, I can't, it won't let me boost physical anymore. So it's making me balance my stats out. And so it's basically just whatever stats they give you. You don't really get to do anything with it. It's it, The leveling system is essentially fake. Be, like fake as in you don't have any additive to it. They level you how they want you to level. It's an illusion of choice. It's absolutely yeah. an illusion. There, there's Because I was like, I'm going to start doing this. And at the end, there was a point at the end of the game where, unless it's like, I just got unlucky and it's actually, it's the same thing. It might not be based on what you pressed. It might be based on they have it like per level, like levels five through 10. You can choose strength, but beyond that you can't. But either way, like at the end of the game, it was just not showing up. I want, It might be capped. Uh, and I have like the VODs to prove it, but there was, there was a point where like, I, I only want to put it in physical and it didn't show up for like the last five, six levels I got. When the cat, when the game level cap is 30 and I finished it at like 26 or something, there's like, there's, I beat everything in it at that level. So like, um, there's, it doesn't make any sense. It's completely stolen from you. There's no real, like they, again, they steal it from Super Mario RPG and then they don't do it well. They don't actually let yeah. you like have choice with it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. The game had a lot of potential. It mm -hmm. had a cool combat system, but execution at the end of the day it prevents it from being one of the greats. It's still probably better than most RPGs just because of what it stole. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the imagine. thing. The, the, I, if, we if say you, this, like, can look past a shitty story. Yeah, we say this. I actually, my recommendation once I got to the end was to not play it. I said it's not worth it to look past the shitty story. If you have the, if you don't need closure and you can play it until the Sea of Stars segment comes up and then quit the game, it's really good. It's a it's great up until Garl dies. If the game ended there, I honestly would have liked it. It, it. There were still some shitty parts, but they fucking ran it into the ground the entire second half, and there was almost no redeemable features in the second half. And and for that, I can't recommend it. I literally don't recommend it. And on, on that note, I want to give a shout-out to Visor, V-I-Z-E-R, that I found in the Steam reviews, who has uh, 16 hours on record that's a, that says not recommended, and he says, I was a backer for this game. This guy paid them and still didn't like it. Oh. He, he actually really liked this. He says they focused too much on the spectacle of the game when it really needed more time on the gameplay and story. And that 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 is pretty on the nose there. He nailed it. Yeah, good job, Visor. He he nailed. He's like a lot Stop of the times. Wasting your money on Kickstarters though, you idiot. I know you what fucking you dumbass. You got owned. They fucking took your money, made a dog shit product with it. You stupid bitch. He says. Too many times characters respond with question marks when they're confused. It's like the fucking, I love talking about this, but the Futurama thing that has forever perfected this where in the final episode of the original run of Futurama where 
the the <laughs> devil sees the character and goes, you can't just have their characters say how they feel. That makes me angry. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a classic. Like, I think about that all the time. And now I literally, every time someone says that in a game, they're like, I'm mad. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> like legit, it's, they nailed it there. There has never been a more like spot on dismissal of, of writing than to have your characters just say how they feel. I found Visor's review myself. It says, uh, Another reviewer described it as being a modern internet casual style of writing, and that perfectly encompasses it. Mm -hmm. He says it looks like they're writing on Discord instead of being adventurers in a magic world. Jesus Christ, Pfizer. He he went in, dude. He, yeah, I mean, check out Pfizer's review. Th this review Steam. actually slays, dude. I should I should start writing reviews again because I can I write like this when I get into it. The two main characters have no personalities or aspirations beyond adventure. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> the game is lacking in emotional impact. Yeah, Visor's right. Right on the money. No, okay, okay, so this guy's a dickhead, though, because they this is the same group of people that made The Messenger, and he goes, writing was a weak point of The Messenger, too, though, so I didn't expect much. So he knew it was going to be bad, and he's like, I guess I'll pay them anyway. Yeah, he went on in with a Kickstarter for him. Like, come on, bro, have some self-respect. Come on, dude. The relic system is unbe unbelievably lazy design. It puts the onus of designing and balancing the game on the player. He, Dude, he's he's... We gotta get Visor on. I should have got. I should have fucking, dude. I should look through reviews and see if these people want to come on and land base the game with us. <laughs> Imagine I got Visor yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, fuck this game." <laughs> I'm a secret guest. <sighs> yeah, shout out to Visor. He actually he really, he actually he really put yeah, it in on him. He really did put it in on him. <laughs> Dude, this rules. Dude, the, the last thing he says, edit. The game's also still got bugs, so save often. Here's a hard lock, and there's a clip of a YouTube video. I'm watching it. Hold on. He. Okay. He's. What happens here? Is he talking? No. What is he showing here? Yeah, watch uh, this. Dude, it they go down a waterfall and Garl doesn't appear with them at the bottom of it. Where's oh yeah, he just doesn't have them. Oh, and then there's and the battle just stops. They they're they get attacked after the first round and his the battle options never. Oh wait, no, it comes up. But is he? I, I watch it go for. Oh yeah, he attacks and then it just glitches out. It must have been like Garl's turn or something like forced. There's just a point where he's in a battle and no options are selectable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, they're all like having a seizure now. Yeah. What the fuck is my cat doing? Jesus Christ. It's making too much noise. Yeah, so, dude, Visor's a legend for that. Yeah, where to go? Damn, there's 5,000 reviews on this. Yeah, reviews are, are like. Yeah, this game came out a month ago. The, the reviews now are like Facebook. Steam has turned into Facebook. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you, like anybody can post a review. Mm hmm. And, most and it's of them all just trying, trying to get, get likes. Yeah. Yeah. Like this guy that gets six funny tags on it for saying my favorite part is playing Moonerang. He's probably like, dude, he's probably showing that off to his friends. Dude, can you? I, they love this over on the Steam review, dude. <laughs> this is another one. Dude, there's no way. This guy has 69 hours on record in the game. When did he write this review? Posted August 29th. When did it come out? It came out August 29th. Did it? Did he review it yeah. the day no, it, came it came out? out? It came out August 30th. Oh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong game here. 
Yeah, it came out August 29th, so, 2023. So the day it came out, this guy wrote, um, Misanthrope82 wrote, If Super Mario RPG and Chrono Trigger had a child, it would be Sea of Stars. Gorgeous pixel art, great soundtrack. It's so funny because that's why I said drives people to say this game is good. The art and the music, they all said it. And this guy could not have played this. I don't think he even played the game. This is insane to me. Yeah. Oh, wait. They, they hold on. That was a... That was a he wrote, he wrote this with four hours on review. And th- so that was like a, for some reason you have to click on the review to get the whole thing. It doesn't tell you that, but he also wrote engaging combat, good storytelling and likable characters. He wrote this at, at, he wrote this four hours into the review. Oh my, oh my God, dude. There are people that got the game like pre-release, like it must be <laughs> Kickstarter people <laughs> and they have funny. reviews from before it came out. Dude, I'm loving the reviews here. Someone responded to this guy's review, and now I hate this idea that it's like Facebook, but at least we get gems like this. Frank Nowhere said, if Fortnite, PUBG, the Die Hard trilogy, and Chrono Trigger had a child, it would be Sea of Stars. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. These people, dude, there's no way they actually did this. I would love to see how old this guy's account is. The beginning has that same mystical aura that washed over me the first time I played Chrono Trigger on my SNES in August 1995 on my 16th birthday. What the fuck, dude? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's horseshit. You can tell it's a fake review because they talk about themselves mm-hmm. and they have like a whole story to tell yeah. rather than actually talking about the content of what they're reviewing. Like When you my dad came Amazon home from the well. cheese factory, he would beat me. Yeah. My only form of solace was playing Chrono Trigger. This remember this made me remember playing Chrono Trigger. Then play Chrono Trigger, you shithead. It still exists. This game sucks cock. Yeah, I honestly think that was like a like a fake review. Like a bot or something. I think they Someone's all are, to... dude. There's it has five thousand reviews. These people are either brain dead or I I don't understand how you could enjoy this game. Like you can't play the entire thing. Like people this guy says, after around stupid. after around forty to fifty hours Okay, wait, what the fuck? It's, this guy wrote this review. Can you edit these? So he posted it August 29th and then updated August 30th. He had two hours of review time. He has 16 hours total. And he wrote, after around 40 to 50 hours of game time, I can confidently say that Sea of Stars is a must-play title for every RPG lover. He has 16 hours on record, and he wrote this at two hours in. How did 100... Either full of shit or he played it on a different platform yeah 102 people found this review helpful yeah who knows it's all horseshit it is dude steam this is unfortunate dude steam used to be good people just thought they're talking in like in this guy says garl the goat not gonna lie this is that's just a review but it's like this shouldn't be allowed like legit you should be not allowed to post reviews if you post a joke review like this also like this is just speaking in like, mo- like internet mo- lingo. Yes, in in modern internet lingo. If if I hear someone in real life go, dude, that's goaded. I I think I'm going to feed you to a goat while you're alive. <laughs> Stop saying shit like that. Yeah, they've really like exposed the actual value of these reviews from like regular people. Mm-hmm. This is how valuable they are, which is not at all. That's why there's five thousand of them, and. I'd wager that 4,000 of them are like one line or two lines that are trying to get a joke vote. Like, it, yeah, there's something... no point. And this is how it's always been. Like, you can think about how the, if a game's below a seven, you think it's an absolute pile of shit. Like, if, like back in the day. Yeah. Like when, reviewer, when 
the only people doing reviews were like magazines like IGN and GameSpot. Back then, if the game was a 7 or below, it was shit. So 7 became the average. For an average game, they'd call it a 7. Even though average is obviously 5, because that's how numbers work. But they would always be like, oh, 7, that's an average game. A 9, that's a good game. Mm-hmm. And a 10 was supposed to be rare, but these modern, like, these modern gamers, they don't know anything. And so when you let them give a review, they're all going to give it a 10. They're all going to say it's great. Well, I, I do think, like, anything before. again, like, I've taken, not, not that you have to take, like, school classes to do this, but, like, I have studied how to do writing well on top of, like, my knowledge of gaming and, and my background and, and all this stuff. And there's even times when I will do a review on a game on my website or whatever, and I start to do it, and I go, this game, like, after a while, I go, this game isn't that deep. It doesn't really even need a review. Like there's some games that just don't even require it. It's really just like, don't play this because it's not very good. There's not enough really to extrapolate on or say this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. And the only thing about Sea of Stars that you can extrapolate on is that it squanders all of its potential that it stole from other games. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's, there's, there's no, like the reviews aren't, it's not like you don't need a a full-time review. You don't need 20 paragraphs. Uh, Most of the time, Spent this was me describing the game, but if you've played it, you wouldn't even need to to understand like that part. But like these, if there's, I don't understand how these people don't have the same gripes as me. How can you go through the part with the fucking artificer and be like, yes, this is good storytelling? You've got to have a child's <laughs> mind. They do. So most of these people are legitimately children. Yeah. I mean, it's a video game. It's marketed toward children primarily. I mean, look at this idiot. Keen Frizzle has says in one word I would call this game refreshing. You don't know what the definition of refreshing is. This is derivative. <laughs> oh you, like God. you need to sit down and read a dictionary before you are allowed to play video games and especially allowed to review them. And you know what? Also, like a lot of like modern YouTube reviewers have have poisoned people's mind where they don't know like actual reviews of the game. They know like buzzwords from videos they've watched and we used to talk about this all the time when when um ego raptor whatever the fuck put out his like sequelitis things and then people would just quote that about every single game and so like this 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 one says vagabond wrote this game is beautiful the lighting is sublime you if you're like i don't notice lighting in video (laughs) games it's an rpg it's like a 2d pixel art rpg you're gonna say the lighting is did they use ray tracing in this fucking snes wannabe yeah get the fuck out of here it's again what do you mean the lighting it's like they they just program in unbelievable it's it's like it it doesn't make any sense it's not like it's dynamic they they, of course it's like a piece of art it's it's static they make it that way it's like they can, it doesn't make any sense. But even if the lighting is really good and it's like a feat, the way that they light things, who gives a shit? The lighting should be good <laughs> in every fucking game. I need to see what's going on. It's not a point that they got good lighting. It's like, oh yeah, I pressed the A button and it worked every time. It's like that's not yeah. that's like no shit, dude. Like these are not. And but this is clearly, I can as soon as I see that, I go, this person doesn't care about the lighting. They've watched fifty YouTube reviews that talk about the lighting and and. There's a dickhead on YouTube that goes, oh, I need to flesh my videos out to be 12 minutes or else I'm not going to get that ad revenue. So they they go, uh, and look at the lighting in this. And there's a five-minute segment where they talk about the lighting. That is, like, to talk about the lighting in Sea of Stars is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. This is not like a, like a, a Halo game 
that exactly. worked. Like the graphics fucking might even matter. Like it's not even close. It's literally an SNES era style mm-hmm. JRPG. Like it's not even. That blows my fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> The lighting. Let's talk about the lighting. Is that the game Holy is beautiful? Shit. The lighting is sublime. It's like again, you just—it doesn't make any sense. It's not a real review. You don't have consciousness. This is something that you saw and regurgitated about another thing. You are not actually—you are not experiencing the same game that I am. There's something wrong <laughs> with your mind. I can't. He doesn't have a conscious experience in this universe. Like this guy's a robot These that just regurgitates are, everything he's ever read. They're all unconscious. I can't believe it. They're not un- like, not literally. Legitimately just large language models. Yes. That have just been released onto the internet with screen names like Keen Frizzle. <laughs> and they're going to pretend that they're real humans. I don't believe you. If anyone remembers Yik, a postmodern RPG. Eh, wrong, bitch. No one remembers that game. Shut the fuck up. This review says comparison is the thief of joy. That's it. Yeah, and experience is the enemy of ignorance. Who gives a shit? See, like, shit like this. Garl is a sweet baby cinnamon bun, and I would die for him. He's not even that good. Garl shines because everyone else in the game is so flat. He's the only one that's like a normal, half-decently written character. He's not even that good. This is so funny to me, too. I give a 7.8 out of 10. This person has never once in their life, I guarantee you, done something with the accuracy of 7.8 out of 10. <laughs> they, there is no reason to have a point eight on there. What yeah, the fuck are you yourself. talking about? They didn't, there's no way some Steam reviewer has like a... a a list of criteria and they actually no. reviewed the game the, in depth. This like, guy does not have like a metric that he can he, he's not going off a fucking rubric dude he made up this is gonna sound again completely unconscious uh 7.8 what the fuck do you mean dude it's not between numbers dude first of all this game's a four so you're ha- you're way off <laughs> i mean i'm sorry it's a 4.20 oh, out of God. 6.9 dog yeah there you go that's a real rating no way! Oh, I can't have to stop reading this. I'm going to blow my brains out. This guy said, this is the Chrono Trigger 2 we deserved. Oh my god. And then here's... <laughs> yourself. Okay. okay. That person should be trapped into a, in a haunted house. Lespout, Nick? Eternity. I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm, I will find you and kill you. This is not a fake gaming threat. This is real. If you, if you think this is the Chrono Trigger 2 we deserved, I will take you off the face of this planet, dude. You're done. Oh, God. I gotta stop reading these. I'm gonna have a brain aneurysm. I mean, that's really the, the, the gist of it. It's just that those people are the one driving the, the metric of, like, reviewing games. This game is gonna be seen as a success because it has 5,000 positive Steam reviews and sold a billion copies out the gate, and it is... I don't know if they did this on purpose. Maybe this is the smartest thing they did, but they made the first 15 hours really good and then backlogged it with trash so that they know that most people won't finish the game and they're going to get good reviews because they only played the good part. If they did that, it's smart in a sort of diabolical fashion. It'd be like very (laughs) anti-gaming, but um, I think most people these days are like anti-gaming. They, they don't really consume a lot of games. They, they like to say very positive things about games, even when they deserve to be, you know, lambasted they're they're not this game is not very good uh, it the 
it doesn't outshine itself. It, it, it really lets itself down. For all the good that it builds up, it completely crashes it in the second half. Um, no follow-through, no original ideas, really. I mean, I can't really say any good things about it, and I want to because the, the combat is pretty neat, and I, I enjoyed it for a, for a 10-hour portion of the 30-hour playthrough. It's a shame. Yeah, I can only say that this game should have came out like 13 days later so it could be out on the same day as 9-11. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I'm going to release a game on 9-11. It's going to have a lot of like allegories to like the Twin Towers, but I'm not going to like, I'm going to allude to it but not say it outright. And then people are going to be like, they're not going to get it. They're not going to understand it. It's going to be so cool, dude. And one person's going to be like, what's up with all the 9-11 stuff? I'm going to say, huh? <laughs> <laughs> People don't get that shit, dude. They do not understand, like, nuance or, you know, anything, really. They just... Yeah, they'll be like, yo, did you play that new game? It's called Messages to the World. (laughs) 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 And the the main character is called the Taliban. (laughs) They're like, dude, this is a weird name. They don't get it. Yeah. I wonder what lore they're drawing from. Is that a... Is that ancient Greece? This is the Chrono Trigger three we deserve. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get. It makes Pearl me. Harbor 2 we deserve. I was saying this the other day. I, it makes me like games that I wasn't super keen on. Like I, I liked Chained Echoes, but I really sort of went in on Chained Echoes about the things I didn't like. And now it is so much better in comparison to Sea of Stars, especially when I feel like they took a couple ideas from it. Which I don't know if that's true because it's very new, but, um. And maybe they took all their other ideas, but it makes me like, uh, uh, now I start, I'm like, do, do, should reviews exist in a vacuum? Cause now I want to like give a better review to, to chained echoes. And that other game like fell seal I played, I was like, Oh, this is good. But I was pretty harsh on it too at the time. And I was like, damn, I would play these games again in a heartbeat to get away from the dog shit. That is sea of stars. Yeah. That's what it is sometimes. And so I wonder, the other I like, thing I've noticed these, uh, these long RPGs, a lot of times they just like overstay their welcome. Even yeah. if the combat's good. Even if the combat's good, mm-hmm. like, I remember I played through Tales of Berseria. It's the only Tales of game that I've played. But by the time I got to, like, the last couple dungeons, I was like, ugh, all these fucking enemies have so much HP. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go through this long-ass random battles. Like, this shit is just annoying. Like, even though for the first 30 hours of the game, I'm like, man, this combat's so fun. I can't wait to get into a fight. By the time you get to the end, you're like, ugh. Yeah, I gotta do my combo a hundred times in a row to beat this fucking. Exactly, enemy. there's there's an upper limit to it, and it's it's sort of like the deeper your main thing goes, the more that is involved with it, it it, it goes back and forth because there's less less stuff involved, it gets boring quickly, but it probably has longevity because at least you could sort of like mindlessly get through the battles. But when you have to pay attention in all of them, like in in Felseal and in Chained Echoes and in this, where it's like, oh, they're they're sort of like an active component to it. <laughs> at the end, I'm like, yeah, I'm tired of this. Yeah, the combat is good, but still, even at the end of Sea of Stars, I'm like, I don't want to fight anymore. I'm, I'm getting bored. Yeah, and I don't have that feeling in Chrono Trigger. I don't have that feeling in like Final Fantasy VII. No. I don't have that feeling in no. Final Fantasy VI. It's so crazy. Those are the exact two things I was thinking of. When, when you brought it up, I was, ex- I was thinking exactly of Final Fantasy VII. I was like, it's a little bit more like, it's not as in-depth, but at the end of Seven, I was still having fun going through Northern Crater and killing enemies. Yeah, and like at, yeah. And Chrono Trigger has perfect pacing. I mean, I don't know if there's a game with better pacing than Chrono Trigger. You don't have to grind; you can go through the, just the main story the entire way, and you're like perfectly leveled for it. So it like really doesn't wear out as welcome if you just go through it. Um, and so, and again, that's like very 
basic in a way. You have physical attack, magic, and then some combos. But it's like that's it. It's not like deep. So the the the, the I mean that's well designed with like you know enemy design then at that point where it's like oh do they have gimmicks or do they have this or whatever just a lot of HP or you have to manage it better. But like you're exactly right. The even with Fel Seal, I said the same thing. I love Fel Seal. Had a really awesome battle system but at, when you do it for 30 hours you're gonna like i'm tired i'm like i don't want to go through another 10 minute battle and do this and do that like i don't it's fucking annoying at this point yeah yeah it was pretty rough in tales of berseria because you could see there was one of those games where you're on like a 3d map and you can <clears throat> you run into an enemy and that's how battle starts right you can see the enemies mm -hmm. in front of you you know where they are so you're just looking you're like oh man there's there's like 15 enemies between here and the next like door that's 15 fucking battles mm -hmm. that are all going to take, like, five minutes. It's like, ugh. It's like I can't, but you're at the end of the game, so you're like, I can't even, like, get anything new. So, like... Yeah. Th then you start to realize, like, oh, the whole time this game was kind of just, like, keeping me hooked with Skinner boxes. Because I was like, oh, a new ability. Oh, a new level up. But now I'm at the point where it's, I've got everything. Yeah. It's the end game. They, they sort of... Um... <clears throat> Nothing to look forward to. Yeah. They, they sort of cheated their own system where it was like oh is the reason you keep fighting is because you want an upgrade of some sort and that was like a big draw there and then when it doesn't exist anymore i say the same thing about dark souls too when, when you have no reason to like increase you're at a high enough level that you know you can beat the game you have really good equipment or like your equipment can't go any higher you know you can beat it with this or you know you'll have to beat it with this you know using your you, you look behind the veil and you just know that so you're like well now what? I don't want to fight anything until the end. Why the fuck would I? I get no benefit from this. Yeah, exactly. If, if the, and then, so at that point, you have to go, your, does your combat hold up well enough that just the combat on its own merits is, is fun enough? And most games are a no. It's not like I just want to, I'm not having fun doing these fights. Yeah. Without something to be gained, most of the time it's just like shallow. It's yeah. just not worth the effort. It's like, why would I fight anything? Is fighting its own reward? No then why would I? Yeah, then I'm not, exactly, then I'm not being rewarded. And that's the sort of same thing where they sort of get it. And again, even still with that, like it's, is fighting its own reward uh, kind of in Sea of Stars. But then uh, after a while, you just go, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not enjoying blasting through mobs when I have all the best equipment. I just want to, I literally just want to beat the game. I'm like, can yeah. I just go fight the final boss, please? Yeah, I think maybe if they, Still, you have to ignore the story, but maybe if Sea of Stars was cut in half, there wasn't that whole Sea of Stars part. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Then, um, then I think it could it could be a lot better. Yeah, I mean that's that's a lesson in in length of your games. Why is it that long? Who who decided? Like again, there's no like storyboard for this, right? There's is there QA on on the length? You're, you're telling me that they played like who tested this and said like. Who went through the second half and was like, yeah, this is, like, needed. It, it was bad. I, I didn't enjoy a moment of the second half of the game. And I did it exclusively because I was I was already there. And they, they got me hooked because I was like, well, there can't be much left. And I was 20 hours in. Yeah. And so, yeah. That's how they get you. You're like, well, I'm close to the end. Let me just I, finish yeah, it. Yeah, I normally don't like quitting. But, again, that's, that's what they did. Like, that was their highlight, where the beginning was good enough where I was like, fuck, I made it, like, far enough where it's like, I might as well just get to the fucking end of this dumbass game. And then, <laughs> and like, most games I, I tap out before that. I almost tapped out on this several times because, like I said, the intro cut, like, the intro flashback was so bad. Such a horrible design decision. Again, when you talk about, like, games having awesome beginnings, 
I just look at Final Fantasy VII, probably the best opener to an RPG of all time. I think Chrono Triggers is honestly really good too because it has like a little bit of exposition and dumb stuff, but the festival is kind of neat. Like the way they handhold you through it is fun. And then you get fucking teleported to a random thing in time. You're just dropped in the woods. Fuck, I want to play Chrono Trigger right now. That intro rules. Yeah, it does. Dude, that's so hard. You just get dropped in the woods and you're like a guy with a sword and you go to a castle. and, Dude, it's so sick. <laughs> and then like the, <laughs> the intro of this is like you just watch the fucking 30 minute flashback of Garl getting stabbed in the eye and the kids doing push-ups and shit and i was like yeah this rules yeah that's and that's another thing i wanted to bring up that i thought of they they went back in time they were like let's let's do make it the way old rpgs used to be made you know what's good about new rpgs like especially if there's a 30 minute fucking cutscene, you press one button to skip it maybe uh-huh. two but now like they were like let's go back to the old shit where you have to press a a hundred times because you just you have to press a through every line of dialogue now mm-hmm. that that's how it used to be there's a reason that now all the whole cutscene is all contained into one little package that if you want to skip it you just maybe you press start twice yeah. or maybe you have to hold a button down exactly and skip it's, it. it's not gameplay you, you the, the most of the stuff you do like i said there's no fighting there's nothing going on you're not collecting anything you're not looking for treasure you're not exploring an area you meet a guy you talk to him he says go here you go here you watch another on you you go through texts while you while you skip to the next segment and you do that for 20 minutes straight it's it's yeah. diabolical no story it's, is good enough i don't want to read a fucking book right now you have to do this in smaller segments yeah, that's the problem with old RPGs. They had it in all of them. Like it's, the Final Fantasy games have them in spades. They, where like, oh, they, you yeah. go meet Sid, and you have to press A. I mean, even for twenty still, minutes while he tells you about being a frog. Or probably my fuck. probably my least favorite part of Final Fantasy VII is when you first get to Calm and they do that entire flashback, and you yeah, just know just there's like a reading. long segment of you reading a ton of stuff and having the characters talk to each other, and it's like again like fifteen minutes. But I mean, that game has so much flanking it there that it's like I don't even really fucking think about it. I'm like as soon as I'm done with this, I get to fight more people. But this is like to start the game. It's like you, yeah. and and again, they they do the opposite of of good gameplay design where you start off and you fight. The first thing you do is you run into a map, you fight like a couple of monsters. Like this is fun, and then. You do a flashback that's completely not needed. You could have just started the game from the flashback because the flashback ends where you start playing the game. It's not like it goes 10 years back. You do 10 years of exposition and then you it ends when you're like, let's go to the mountaintops. And then the game starts when you're like walking into the mountaintops or whatever. It's like legit takes you to it, it makes no fucking sense why they do a flashback <laughs> again. It's like what, what's cool in games when they do flashbacks? I honestly I cannot. I, now it's bothering me. Why do they do that? You you start the game, uh, and then they I go think, ten years like, prior. Shit, I think it was like uh, from their shitty fucking game design school that they went to online. Yeah, that said you need to make the tutorial last, which is like a tenet of game design. So they were like, "All right, we made the game. How do we fit the tutorial in here? Let's do a flashback, and then we'll teach them how to fight there." Whereas. Mm-hmm. They had already started teaching you how to fight by having you fucking yeah, do it. I don't think you need to be taught how to fight in games like this. Like, when you open up a battle menu and it says attack, like, that, what, what the fuck else am I going to do, dickhead? <laughs> There's, it's a button menu. There's nothing else I can do. And when they teach you how to do timed hits in Mario, it literally, they, they come up and, and Toad goes, you want me to teach you about timed hits? And you can just say no. Yeah. And, and fucking skip it. Why didn't they steal that part? The timed hits in this are like, the, the character is saying it. You want to press A at the right moment. And then the character's like, oh my God, I almost got it. And they go, try again. Like, dude, I'm not fucking simple. Like, my, I have all my brain cells. Can I just play the fucking game? I'll figure it out. 
But then there's like, when you have a tutorial like that too, it's even worse when there's unexplained stuff because they don't tell you, like they, they explain it on skills what that are like, there's skill prompts where it's like, it's like it'll prompt you. It'll say press A at the right time to deflect this yeah. for more hits. And they tell you, they show you in the tutorial that you can do it on regular hits, but then they don't tell you that moves without prompts also have timed hits. And I didn't figure it out until like, halfway into the game because why would I experiment on this when you tell me that these have timed hits and then this doesn't have a prompt I'm like I guess some of them just don't and then one time I got it and I was like oh they had it the whole time and I was not trying yeah they just kind of took it for granted that like back in the day I remember in Super Mario RPG they didn't tell you that every single thing had a timed hit but you always tried and guys there's nothing else to do so I'd always press the button mm -hmm. and then you find out like Geno's one attack had a timed hit that they never mentioned that does nine 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 or something. Yeah. So like they kind of they knew as gamers, but not as game designers that people might try, but they never thought about it. Like they didn't think it through enough to. Well, we told them how to do everything else, so we should tell them this. Otherwise, they're not gonna think it because we didn't tell them. You know what they? Because, you know sometimes they say like when you've ever have you ever listened to like a really complex piece of music and it's not super pleasing to the ear but you can understand it's extremely technically difficult and you'll listen to like someone review it and they say this is music made for musicians and you understand the skill behind it right where like you're like right. oh this is super complex it doesn't sound great really as a song but i understand these are a bunch of really talented people doing incredible stuff and but you're like i'm not really gonna listen to it because i'm not a musician i don't give a fuck this is the opposite this is <laughs> a, a game made by gamers and they don't understand what the fuck they're doing. They just put right. all the stuff that they want into a game without making sure it's like good. It's like a group of people get together to make a song, but they have to ask you like, do you write the music or the words? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just don't know what the fuck they're doing. They go, dude, but I love games. What do I love about games? Timed hits were cool. Let's put them in. And then they like stole that and it was cool. And they're like, stories are cool too. Let's put them in. And then they're like, wait a minute. How do, <laughs> well, how do we do this part? I don't get it. So when they're like, they're like, so like, you know, in, in Chrono Trigger, when like, you know, like Chrono, you know, everyone likes him. So how do we do that part? Um, yeah. So what do we, what do we do? And everyone's like, just shrugs their shoulders. And they're like, I guess we just won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking dumb pieces of shit. I hope the yeah, studio that, burns the ground. That really sums it up. It's like stories. Let's put one of those in. That really <laughs> sums it up really well. It's like, well. okay, we got the gaming. What do we got next? The story? Ah, I didn't I didn't really research this part. Should we just wing it? And you can't wing a story. You have to be a good writer. It's it's a honed skill. Yeah, but they clearly winged it. There is no one. There's no <laughs> there's they, they're like, "Let's dude, we're gamers, dude. We've seen stories before. We could do it." And they're like, it honestly felt, now that I talk about it, we dissect it for a minute, it felt like they're like, well, we just jacked all the combat mechanics, why don't we just jack the story? And they're like, okay. And they're like, well, what do we do about how they talk? And they go, uh... And then they ship it. <laughs> <laughs> there is like no... Here's like a, I got a perfect example here. So, I'm on the Wikipedia page for Sea of Stars, and all the way down in the notes section, it says, the transformed Grugraves is also the demon... Barmothazel, an antagonist in the video game The Messenger. You think they planned that out earlier? Oh like my at the very last second? God. Oh fuck, what do we do with that Brewgraves guy? Make him the demon from the other video game. They just like shoveled that in at the that's last second. That's their There's other no game. Way. Yeah, that's their other game. 
It's like a ninja guy. That's so scummy. It's like, why are you doing fan service to your other fucking shit dog game that eats ass and no one played? Who is this for? You're doing fan service to your old game. This is so self-congratulatory. You suck dick. No one knows who that demon is. Who is this for? I'm so pissed off. (laughs) That's actually like makes me even more mad. There are no fans of the messenger, dude. You did not need to do this. It's like, that's such a dumb crossover. Oh my God. I actually take back the good things I said. These people deserve to have this game fucking crash and burn. (laughs) I never should have played it. They, they have a, a history of, it seems going and making games from, old genres in the old style this game the messenger is a it's a straight up clone of ninja gaiden oh it's bad like, though i i did i played the messenger and i quit like five hours in i was like this sucks dick it couldn't even grip me enough like they couldn't even steal ninja gaiden good enough for me to finish it yeah it looks like an nes game like, it's it bad looks like no it plays like shit and then they also do a thing in that there were i thought i was at the end of the game because you're like they're like, and this is like five hours in. They're like, you have to kill this boss. And then you go to his temple and then you get like warped through time. And I was like, oh my God. I had like a revelation. Where I was like, there's so much left of this shitty game. I was like, I can't do oh, this. No. Yeah. It's really bad. Well, there you go. They tied it all together by linking their shitty game to this game. To their other shitty one. game that they made that no one played. If you really look into the lore, you could tell this game's shitty too. But most people <laughs> don't look into the lore. They're like... We wrote another bad game. Do you want to, do you want to like tie in some of those elements that the other dog shit story in our Ninja Gaiden <laughs> rip off? And they're like, yes, that makes a lot of sense. What do fans like the most? Fan service, baby. It's right there in the name. Yeah, there you go. Honestly, Let's like the best, the best part of this game was when I accidentally stumbled upon the, the, the backer thing, the in-game Kickstarter backer segment where they all had these statues and clearly the people that paid the most could like say stuff. And I read like all of them and they were all horrible except for two. The one guy said, I'm resistant to weather, which is very funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. I hope that was visor. Oh, I hope so. I hope he said that I should have found visors thing, but like, dude, it was, that was so bad too. Like they had to spend all this development time fucking putting in every single one of their backers, which is such a, like a weird that's another parasocial thing too. You're like, dude, I backed this game and I need to, I'm not backing it because I enjoy the game. I'm backing it because I want proof that I did when they put me into the video game itself and it's going to have my username and I'm going to um, show everyone that I backed it in the game. Who fucking gives a shit, dude? Again, it's like more dumb bullshit. Not everyone, like you don't need all the backers in there. Who I don't give a fuck who backed this game. Yeah, put them in the credits if yeah. you want. That's all I want to see from this shit. Like it just speaks to like, We'll put anything in the game if you pay us enough fucking money. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. So it's just like, that didn't need to be in the game. It didn't add anything to the game. It wasn't for the game. No. It was for these idiots to feel better about themselves. Yeah. It's like, oh. I feel like they actually got something. Well, no, that's like money. the scummy. That's like the next evolution of of backing games on Kickstarter now is, well, in the beginning, it used to just be, oh, if you paid the $500 tier, we'll name a fucking character after you or whatever and now it's like literally every one of you is going to be in this game because it's because they know they're going to fucking pay it then yeah and 99 percent of them was just a statue with your username on it or whatever so it's like this is so silly dude it's just another way to fucking nickel and dime people to make your shitty game yeah let's be really clear for people like there was there was like a hundred rooms it was gigantic with statues. there was, was literally insane. like thousands of backers 
You couldn't yeah, have every like, single one of them had a statue. Yeah. I gotta look but this up. It, it still smacks of like a lack of effort really put into it because it, every room was just a carbon copy of the last room, and maybe some statue assets got moved and were different slightly. Dude, and so then there, there was like hundreds and hundreds of statues. On their Kickstarter, they have twenty five thousand five hundred eighty nine backers. Yeah, I wonder how many of them had statues. I'm, I'm gonna look at what the cheapest one that gets you a thing is. It says more. I want to. Uh, the exclusive. This is the thing you get for the thirty-five dollar reward, an exclusive permanent backer title on our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> these all suck, dude. These these things. This is why they have to do it because this is like the sixty dollar tier. You get backer exclusive HD wallpapers, a digital copy of Sea of Stars. Access to the private demo of the game. Access to the private Discord channel with the devs. The digital art book. Exclusive permanent super backer title in Discord. Your name in the super backer section of the credits. Commemorative grave with your name added. It starts at the $60 tier. So everyone, Jesus every tier Christ. above that. I actually have to see which. Oh, so the next one also just has commemorative grave. You get other stuff, but you don't get... 60 gets a grave, 140 gets a grave, and this is about 8,000 backers so far, and everyone above that gets it. 500, oh wait, no, this is something different. Does this one get a grave? No. What are these? It's going in a weird order. Relief package. What the fuck is this? The messenger pack. You get a Steam key for the messenger. <laughs> it's, but you're just buying the game. It's $45 for that tier. There are so many people on this, dude. This is insane. Oh, let's see if this one has it. Uh, our artists work with you on a 100% custom monument for the crypt. That started at $200 and, $200 and 400 people paid for that. Jesus Christ. People paid $200 for a bad... Chrono Trigger 2. This is so funny. There is one available for $2,000. You will design the Cryptwalker with us and choose its name. I don't even know who the Cryptwalker is. It was like a ghost or something that like... That's the highest tier one. How are there so many statues in this game? I guess there's 8,000 at least in there. Jesus Christ. That's so many. Yeah. And they just they just stuffed it all into the game. It didn't belong there. It didn't help anything. Oh, there's 400 it in just... here. Oh yeah, if you so, want to talk about immersion, it broke your immersion because they let them write these stupid messages on there. Yeah, all of them let write messages, and it'd be like to my daughter, to Timmy, to Bucko, and to George, and I'd be like, "What the fuck is this bullshit?" So yeah, at least eight thousand people had had yeah, statues. It was very out of place because people be writing in like leet speak and mm -hmm. all this like internet lingo and have like bad spelling errors and shit like that. It just Dude. didn't fit with the game in any capacity. It was like clearly like a, a money grab move. I mean, it I shows hate a lack of integrity. I hate Kickstarters in the first place. It's insane that they had to, that they raised 1.6 million Canadian dollars, dude, for this. This game took 1.6 million dollars to make, and there's no story. I mean, I do think that. I mean, if you're talking about 8,000 backers, there's 5,000 reviews. I have a hard time believing it's not just the backers that wanted to feel like their money went towards something valuable because they paid 140 dollars to get a fucking statue in the game, so they go on Steam and give it a good review after two hours of play. 
Yeah, that's for sure. They already spent money on it, so they don't want to admit that it was bad. That it was bad, yeah. If you, the one guy, Visor, is the only one that was like, yeah, I put money on this and it sucked cock. But there's no, you know what I mean? There's, if you're dropping 60 to 140 bucks to 200 to $2,000 on the game, there's no way you're going to be like, oh, yeah, it sucked. You're going to be like, dude, epic. It was Chrono Trigger times 10. It gave me a boner forwards and backwards. <laughs> there's no way, dude. Yeah, absolutely not. That's so scummy. I'm in a fucking bad mood now, dude. I gotta go play a good game <laughs> to get my head right, dude. I gotta fucking play Super Metroid or I'm gonna have a meltdown today. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I really need to. I'm so mad at Sea of Stars. No, this is what I said earlier, though. Like, I think some games didn't deserve reviews. I never did a review on Fell Seal or Chained Echoes because I thought they were really competent and pretty decent games. Had some pluses, some minuses. Don't I didn't really feel like they were worthy of a review. I recommend playing both of them. They're good enough to complete. Beyond that... Just play it and figure it out. They're not a bad game. But now I'm like, I want to go and review them because this game was such dog shit and, and capitalized on so many awful things that I want to say, like, give credit now to these other games that just by comparison to this game are masterpieces almost. Yeah. Yeah, it puts I, it on a new perspective. It really does. I would. I feel bad for being harsh to Chained Echoes and Fail Seal specifically because they have similar art styles, similar gameplay elements, but are a thousand times better than this game in every regard. If you like, if you like, like you know, top-down, old-school style RPGs, Chained Echoes does everything this game does, but better. The characters in Chained Echoes are great. There's a part in the beginning of that game where a guy gets put in a jail, and the dude comes up to mock him, and he's like, and the guy goes like, "I'll fucking slit your throat." He like curses at him. I was like, this guy rules. That does rule. I remember him. I remember being like, this guy's awesome. He's like, I'm going to cut your fucking head off and shit like that. He's like, I'm going to shit your, I'm going to shit your brick out. <laughs> I don't remember what he said, <laughs> but I remember he cursed at him and, and also threatened his life, which I thought was cool. And that one line has more character and feel behind it than anything in this. Yeah. And they should be ashamed of themselves. Sea of Stars, dude, more like peeve. Um, crap. <laughs> <laughs> this game sucked, dude. Yeah, right. fuck Sea of Stars. Fuck Sea of Stars, dude. We need better games out there. Stop backing games, people. They would never have been able to make this pile of shit if you can give them 1.6 million Canadian dollars. Which are actually just the maple leaves of a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright, dude. Shout out to the messenger. I hope he brings you messages to the world. <laughs> Alright, yeah. Bye. <laughs>